0: The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and
1: 98.5 FM. This is the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, hosted by founder Sarah Coates, a licensed clinical mental health counselor. In this podcast, Sarah and her team of therapists will dive deep into many topics on mental health care. Here's your host, Sarah Coates.
0: Hello and welcome to the Turning Your Life Around podcast. I'm Sarah Coates, and I'm joined by Allison Ernest, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist and Sex Therapist. Hi, Allison. Welcome. Hi. It's great to be here. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today, and we're going to talk about a topic that probably... A lot of people don't even know is available. And so today we're going to talk about sex therapy. And I know that you are very experienced in this area. You do a lot of work in this area. But before we jump into that, why don't you share with the audience how you got into the field of marriage and family therapy?
1: Well, I, I thought I would start with a little self-disclosure just to kind of get the juices flowing. I'm actually a dancer at heart. I went to undergrad for a dance and have my bachelor's degree in dance. And I did that for a while when I was younger. And as you can imagine, that's hard to sustain lifelong. So I started thinking about another career at that point, my close to my thirties, I started thinking about physical therapy. And I was contemplating doing that for a little bit until I thought about what would my day-to-day activity be like. And it just didn't speak to my heart to be doing that kind of work. And the school that I actually went to, Thomas Jefferson in Philadelphia, they have a marriage and family therapy program. And that was the program that I clicked on right after the physical therapy program. And I looked at it and I could imagine myself doing it. And here we are today. That's awesome. I didn't even know that
0: about you. I didn't even know that you had considered physical therapy, which is a great career. But yeah, that is really cool that you ended up switching gears and finding a marriage and family therapy
1: program. So within that program, they had two different tracks that you can choose in addition to their core marriage and family therapy program. One was a family track, focused more on family concerns, issues, things like that. And the other was a sex therapy track. So I had to make the choice between the two. And I thought about that long and hard, but realized I had a strong desire to work with couples and relationships, mostly adults. I thought the field was super interesting. I thought there was a little connection there with my dance background with a movement and being in your body and understanding how the body works. And just the, the human experience was was really exciting to me. So I went with the sex therapy track, which is why I have a specialization in that.
0: Awesome, that is great. I know some of the audience members listening right now are thinking, what the heck is sex therapy? Maybe they've never heard of it or they've heard some myths about sex therapy. So Mm -hmm. why don't we start off by sharing what is sex therapy?
1: Excellent question just to uh, start. I thought about this and before I even answer your question, I'd like to kind of set an intention for what we're going to talk about today. I thought about how it seems like many people are apprehensive about sex therapy And I believe that's a bunch of reasons for that, that they're afraid, maybe there's some anxiety about it, maybe they don't know what it is, or maybe they even don't consider their sexual health that important. So I'm really hoping today to just give some solid information and inform and put some minds at ease, make this more accessible. And in the, the 180 counseling tradition kind of squash the stigma of sex therapy. With that, I'll get into your question. So what is sex therapy? I mean, the simple answer is that it's basically just like regular psychotherapy, talk therapy. However, it's focused a little more specifically on concerns related to human sexuality. So I like to think of it as anything that can arise from your sexual or reproductive organs, body parts, whether you like them and feel good with them, but you're having issues in your relationship, you don't like your parts and you're having issues with that, or they're not working the way that you want them to. Really anything that you can think of from concerns with functioning to identity, to relationships, intimacy, any kind of sexual trauma or abuse, compulsive sexual behaviors, gender dysphoria. So really anything you can think of relating to that area of the body.
0: So if I'm a client seeking you out for Mm -hmm. sex therapy, what does the session look like to even start?
1: So there's a lot of assessment in the beginning with any client with any concern. I like to just get to know you, get an idea of what's going on, kind of build your comfort a little bit in that first session. And I'll just assess what you're coming in for. And sometimes it may not even be a a full diagnosis or a disorder, it may just be a concern or um, something that just isn't working right. And we can talk about some education around that. Usually with sexual concerns, they are typically have a biological component, they have a psychological component, and a social component. So we kind of look at all three of those different areas to see what's going on and and what kind of treatment is appropriate. Sometimes that will involve bringing in other professionals or other doctors to get their perspective on different things. And a lot of times I find that it overlaps with all different other areas and aspects of the client. So how they're communicating with their partner or how um, what other anxiety they have, what other stressors they have, their self-esteem, communication skills, depression. So there's generally a lot of overlap. And sometimes that sexual piece is just one part of it. And with that, if it is a diagnosis, and we decide that that is the primary focus of treatment together, an important thing I really want to get across is that some insurance companies don't cover a sexual diagnosis, a a dysfunction diagnosis. So I urge anyone that's interested to check first with their insurance companies to see if that's covered. Hopefully it is. I think it should always be covered, but if it's not, and it is the primary reason you're coming in, we'll, we'll work, work it out and we'll talk about other options. Yeah. But that is something that I've noticed with insurance.
0: Well, and insurance is such a complicated factor or can be a complicated factor when finding any kind of medical treatment, but maybe even sometimes mental health treatment. Who is sex therapy for? I mean, you're a female, but you don't just treat females that are going through some issues.
1: Well, it's really for anyone of any age, any background, any relationship status. You don't have to be married. You don't have to be in a relationship, any health status. I personally see clients that are about 11 or 12 and up. But I know there are many, many therapists that practice in this specialty that see kids around gender concerns or issues with puberty or getting some really good education so that they can healthy choices later in life and, and all of that. Another thing with that, if a client is in a relationship, most likely the concern will involve the partner at some point. So usually I encourage them to be involved in some capacity. I think of sexual concerns in a couple as a couple's issue, not an individual issue. So I like to bring in in the partner to get an idea of how they can be supportive, how they're involved, putting that out there. Because I think a lot of people come in thinking, well, this is my problem, and I have to take care of it. And it's all on me. And it's really not. It's something that a couple will share together.
0: Yeah, I was just um, even considering, like, uh, say, hypothetically, the female counterpart of a relationship, and if she has a past history of trauma or abuse, how that can impact her intimacy with her spouse or partner and how then that becomes a problem for both parties, not just the individual. Exactly. Let's talk about some common misconceptions about sex therapy. One thing that I've heard often from my own clients, if I identify something within our individual work and I say, hey, maybe you should consider or would you consider discussing this issue with a sex therapist? And their immediate response is, oh, no, that's too embarrassing. I'm too Mm -hmm. embarrassed. to talk with someone about these issues or topics. So how do you navigate that common conception Mm -hmm. right there?
1: That is probably the biggest one that there's a lot of embarrassment that might come with that. There's a fear of of just not knowing how it's going to go. But the first thing that I think some people think of when they think of sex therapy is something that is completely, completely off limits. And that is in, in a sex therapy session, in treatment, there is no touching. There's no observing. It's all talk therapy, and adheres to the exact same guidelines that and principles that traditional therapy does. I think that's a big one that I wanted to debunk right away. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just talking about things. That being said, there may be some homework assignments that therapists will give. I personally sometimes give some assignments ranging from deep breathing to a communication skill with uh, and a partner depending on their where they're at where their comfort level is at where their uh, what are the goals of treatment I will definitely recommend some exercises along the way and those are things that you do in the privacy of your home and maybe we talk about them in session if you're comfortable that's absolutely it so that that's a big one i think another thing that comes up uh, for potential clients is that they maybe don't know that there's an issue or they don't know that it's something that they can bring up in therapy or they don't have the language to talk about it. I think just first saying don't let that hold you back. <laughs> I explore things and try to get an idea of of What's going on at home, what's going on in their relationships, what's going on in their body. And I always tell clients right away your comfort level is mine. So, whatever you are comfortable talking about, wherever you're at in this process, whatever pace we go, that's what I will follow. Whatever language you use is good with me. And we're actually a little interesting side note about that. We're actually trained to be comfortable with anything and everything a client can bring up. We're ready to go and on that. So don't let that hold you back. Just come on in. We'll talk about it and we'll get an idea of, of what's going on and if sex therapy could be helpful. I have one more misconception that I found in my experience working with clients That a lot of times they'll come in for one thing and somewhere along the way we will discover maybe how their anxiety is influencing their sexual intimacy or their communication or a client might come in for some past trauma and, and then we might realize, oh, this is this is affecting you this way. And and so that's definitely possible. You don't have to know right off the bat that there's any kind of sexual concern because a lot of times it comes up along the way.
0: Allison, what are some common struggles or issues that say a man might encounter that could open up his awareness of his need for sex therapy?
1: That's a great question. So for the males, I think we know about the obvious ones. We know about the specific functioning. We know that there is medication for these kinds of concerns, as I said earlier, I look at the biological components. I look at the potential for psychological components and the social or relational components that could be going on. So I really encourage males to look beyond the biological and think about, okay, how am I expressing myself? How am I taking care of myself? How do I feel about my body? What would bring me closer to my partner? What would help me experience more comfort or even more pleasure? A lot of times men think they only have one option and that's all we can talk about. But I definitely encourage more to go beyond that and see how else can we improve your life?
0: And I would imagine it's the same for the other side of the the party, the female counterpart. We're talking about a heterosexual relationship. The females I'm assuming it's kind of along the same lines, you know, you're looking at the three different components for them as well.
1: Exactly. Again, with insurance, one individual has the diagnosis, there's so much interplay that goes on in a couple that it's not just about that one diagnosis. It's how do you communicate about other things? How do you argue? How do you get along and experience intimacy in other ways? How do you have fun together? We do look at the different components of the relationship as well, and how that all interplays together.
0: It sounds like sex therapy is so broad. I know that you personally, you treat same sex couples, heterosexual couples, it sounds like you treat adolescents, teenagers, emerging adults, and Mm -hmm. then of course, older adults going through other difficult or other biological responses as we age. So it sounds like it's a very broad kind of Mm -hmm. treatment.
1: It, it is. You can even specialize within sex therapy even more. There, there are things that I didn't even mention that clients can come in with that some therapists specialize in. I love exploring gender with adolescents who are, are exploring their identity as a whole and just understanding who they are. And just helping them cope with some of those self-esteem issues or, you know, beginning relationship issues. that's exciting to me too.
0: Yeah, that's an important point. I just was thinking, I mean, I think probably parents might never consider sending an adolescent to a sex therapist because- the myth or the misconception might immediately be, well, that therapist is going to encourage them to have sex, (laughs) (laughs) which is not at all what's happening here, right? I mean, obviously, when you're working with an adolescent, you just named it, you're helping them explore and develop their own personal Mm -hmm. identity, which is what all teenagers are going through. (laughs) It's such a crucial time. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Obviously, a sex therapist could be for an adolescent as well. Um, And like you said, navigating puberty. I mean, that just makes a lot of sense. I can just imagine a lot of young girls and young males would benefit from talking with a therapist and helping them navigate through all the issues of puberty.
1: There are so many things that are going on in the body, um, not just during puberty, but throughout life that are normal functioning that are, you know, are wired this way. We're wired to have certain needs. We're wired to connect with other people. We're wired to experience pleasure. So helping adolescents and and teenagers really just understand their body and get some clear, good information that's not negative, that doesn't take a negative view so they can make really good choices for themselves and decide how they want to take care of themselves. That's exciting stuff to me.
0: What else would you share with the audience? Any other points that you could leave to help them? Understand better sex therapy or even make them aware that, hey, maybe I would benefit from meeting with a sex therapist.
1: Well, today was, I think, a really good introduction to sex therapy and all that it entails. It was definitely a general overview. So I'm excited to get into maybe some more specifics on another podcast. But for me, it's one part of what I do. So we'll start kind of generally and see what's going on and what are some of your stressors? What are some other symptoms? And we'll start there. You know, you don't have to know if there's sex therapy or not, but that is something that we can get into at any time if that's needed. So I also work with the whole person, you know, so I look at other things that are happening for them in their life, other stressors, and we go from there. And if sex therapy happens to come up, if there's some kind of issue or if if it's even enhancement of their, their functioning or their relationship, then we go for it.
0: It sounds great. You've been listening to the Turning Your Life Around podcast, and I'm talking with Allison Ernest, licensed marriage and family therapist, about her specialty, sex therapy. And if you wish to reach out to a sex therapist and you want more information or you want to schedule an appointment with allison you can find her in our garner location at 1-80counseling.com that's awesome i appreciate that allison I'm, i'm looking forward to part two as we continue this topic of sex therapy and we'll go in more detail on the next episode for males and females to understand certain dysfunctions and disorders and maybe symptoms that would alert them to their need for sex therapy. So if you're listening today, be sure to catch part two with Allison Ernest coming up soon. Thanks, Allison.
1: Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, with five triangle locations to serve you. Learn more at 1-80counseling.com. This has been an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM, a Curtis Media Group station.